0: Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to the Shameless Sex Podcast. I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner.
1: And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure product company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're
0: best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom, to pussy praising, to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you.
1: So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the
0: show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, people. Welcome to episode, I don't know what number, 28? 29. 29. 29. 29. Same age, as, same you know age what, as I was. This might two actually years years be ago. 30, though, because we might oh. do a uh, twenty nine or thirty. It's welcome to this monkey. episode. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to whatever episode this is. Uh we are excited. We have a so I remember when we first started this podcast, we had we said that we were going to have one guest a month, and now we have like
2: one guest, guest coming up. On, right? One <laughs> on guest to me. Yeah. Just
1: because
0: we think that there's so
1: many people offering so many different tools to um that help, don't even help better your life, um whether it's you know from the kink perspective or fertility or what um, our guest today is going to talk about, I think that we offer a lot of awesome. Awesome tips,
0: tricks, yep. life hacks, yes. sex tips. Super exciting. So yeah. I think we're, we're not really going to talk about ourselves today. We're just nope. going to dive right on in. Because we actually have um,
1: her here in person. Woohoo! We live in Santa Cruz, and we're so lucky to have so many amazing teachers we're surrounded by. Right here in Santa Cruz. Right here Cruz. in yeah. Santa Cruz. So the guests just come to us. They actually come to my house. We're recording this on YouTube. And we're here with Erin Fisher um, of WellAndWiseWoman.com. And um, without further ado, there, I just introduced her. Um, I'm going to let her
0: tell us what she does. Erin, Erin, tell us what you Hello. do. Well, Hi,
2: 1st I'm so excited to be here. I think... Um, I think like what you had a dream about it, April. And then I did. And then our friend said something about it. And I think I even said, I need to be on your podcast. So
1: the weird thing was I had a dream about Aaron um, (laughs) and I told Amy about it. And then the next day after the dream, I text my friend and she said, you should interview Erin Fisher on your podcast and I was like, dude, I had a dream about her last night Um, and so that was, it was totally, and then I saw you at the grocery store shopping
2: right? and And I was like, yeah, perfect. And I just want to get this in April because I know this is shameless sex and maybe we'll talk about sex toys. So April, a long time ago, we know each other through Mutual Friends. She sold me my favorite and pretty much my very first sex toy. And so I say to April all the time, <laughs> I always think of you when I'm using my sex when toy. When
1: she's having an <laughs> orgasm, I love that. You hear that too a lot, Amy, don't you? Yeah, you're I like spank bank material, I think, yes. Yeah. So thank you, Erin. I'm happy that you still like it. It's a yeah. gift that keeps on giving. And I actually gave you, in relation to what you are like coaching and doing today, some fun cups from Fun Factory there, menstrual cups.
0: Yeah. We have, a, we have a, we're actually videoing, so I can actually show this oh, yeah. on the video what we're talking about. So, um, do you want to talk about them as I go up to the camera and be like, this is what they are? So, these are menstrual cups.
1: Now, Aaron, you could probably talk about this with a more professional aspect because tampons are really bad for the body, right? They can mess with your hormones.
2: Yeah. Tampons are horrible for the body that not only can mess with your hormones, but they also have tons of chemicals in them. The, most yeah. of them are bleached. And this is, you know, t- touching like the most intimate part of our bodies and our vagina. And that that layer is really thin. So and not also also for that, they're environmentally like horrible. terrible I mean, people that have to women that have to go through a bunch of pads and a bunch of tampons is just completely a waste. So I love menstrual cups. I use the Diva Cup. And it's also an amazing way for women to get connected, more connected with their cycle and their blood and, you know. And the cups fit over the cervix, right? So it like kind of suctions and then... Yeah, you have to, you just pretty much have to put it in. And, you know, with, I don't know about these ones, but with the Diva Cup, you just sort of squeeze it and then you turn it, you know, clockwise. These are shaped a little different, but... They I love these and I'm really excited to try this one. And those are the fun cups
1: from Fun Factory. They give you two different ones depending on your flow. I think so mm-hmm. I had a horror story with the Div- with the Diva cup that my sister had to stick a toothbrush <laughs> in my vagina and break the seal. I was like and my nephew walked in and was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Get out of here." <laughs> but I actually I wasn't I was just sh- not shaming myself, but it was embarrassing because I was scared. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. Anyway, but most people don't have those
0: issues, but I'm excited for these cups. I have a shout out for the cups. Hey, we have them at Pure Pleasure. What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Interested in the cups? You get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. That's It that's all I got,
1: <laughs> so that's a good segue, though, to tell talk about what Aaron's doing and helping.
0: Yeah, Aaron, so tell us more about your work of what you do, and this is a really exciting topic. I just want to point out how much shame there is around menstrual cycles, bleeding, menses, all the words that we want to use, what else, moon cycle, whatever. What a period, what else, could, what are the words that people use for this? There's I so mean, many.
2: well, the shame part of it, on the rag, on the rag, ant flow, you oh know, Lord. Just, just any other word. The but red tide, we, you
1: can yeah. ride the red tide, you can't drink from it. Yeah. I never liked hearing that. Or uh, we have a friend that calls it
0: shark week.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> totally. So yeah, my work is around that. Um, I run a company called Well and Wise Woman and I work with women in their menstrual cycles and I like to say that I do it in the science and the spirit. So the science aspect of it is we don't know so much about what's going on in our bodies, like the hormones that are making us crazy, that are making us happy, that are giving us libido, that are managing our weight, all of that, all of those hormones that are going on in the communication. I really like to give women that knowledge because it's so important for them to know I'm not going crazy. It's actually maybe I'm not taking care of myself enough and my hormones are out of whack. And then the spirit part of that is, is what we've just been talking about. The shame of just like, we are bleeding half of our lives. And the part of the fact is that we bleed and we don't die. There must be some power in that. Maybe, just maybe. (laughs) And which a lot of women don't know, like the simple fact that the length of our cycle is the same length of the time that a moon cycles. So it's like, hello. There's so much power in that as well. So the spirit part of that, that I like to sort of dive deeper in with women is just embracing that and embracing sort of like the outward part that we have during our cycle, which is like, we can get shit done and you know we feel really focused. and then when we reach the second part of our cycle, which is PMS, we can be witchy and bitchy and mm, I'm there right now. yeah <laughs> horny and we cannot feel good. and it's it's about not feeling shameful about that and leaning into to that and learning that that's what it's about being a woman and going through <clears throat> that we get to go through that journey every month and through half of our lives, essentially.
1: The PMS journey is really hard for me. I actually bought some <coughs> serotonin pills because I was like extra flamboyant yeah. yesterday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah.
0: I, I just I just think it is such a trip that there's so much shame around something that has been going on forever mm-hmm. that is a part of who we are, a part
2: red of tent, everything. The red tent. Yeah. They, didn't they used to put
1: build red tents
2: for women when they were bleeding? Yeah, I mean, there's still, you know, many groups of women that have something, you know, called the red tent. And it's it's essentially, essentially women getting together when they're bleeding and talking about all the shit. Because, you know, what happens a lot when we're bleeding is our shit comes up, right? We're just like, we're crying. And it's like, what are we crying about? We're crying about you know, the fact that we like dropped our wallet and it's frustrating, but we're also crying about the relationship that maybe isn't working or we're crying about, you know, some unserving pattern. And that's, that's that stuff that when we're menstruating, that's why it's so really beautiful because we get to take this time to go inward. If we allow ourselves, our culture has completely just wants us to be in that stage of like outward, pretty, get shit done, multitask, always smiling, you know. And so if we're always in that, we're, we're not in sync with our bodies and we're not in sync with with who we are essentially as a woman. And we're just always going to walk around with that shame. Yeah, yeah it, it
0: is. It is quite perplexing that our hormones are hormones are always changing and yet we're still expected to show up the same every day. I actually have um, a friend that I went to, Uh, School, school with high school with and elementary school actually, who does some sacred womb healing work and she said Mm -hmm. that what she does when right when she's bleeding is she actually takes time off from work. She doesn't see clients. She gives herself exactly what her body wants: rest or nurturing or chocolate or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas like like you're saying in society, there isn't a lot of room or space or understanding for that. It's just expected. You just keep on trucking.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You just keep on trucking and it's, it's the shame part of it. You know, as we're talking about the menstrual cup, you know, I think we were just talking about this before we started the podcast. Like if ask any woman, ask any of us, like, what was it like when you first got your period? You're just like, here's a tampon, here's a pad, see you, you know, later. And that's it. And it's essentially just covering it up. There's really no Um, knowledge. And it's not like a rite of passage. And it is a complete rite of passage when a young woman gets her period, when she has her moon, because she's entering into that stage with, you know, going through that journey of so much stuff that she's going through, you know, like you're talking about PMSing right now. It's like, she's going to be going through that half of her life and she's also going to be going through the amazing times when she feels sexy and she has libido and all that. And it's all related to our hormones and it's all related to our cycle and it's all related to being a woman. But yeah, we have so much shame around it. It's it's still, you know, and, and birth control is really what it's really what's prescribed now. It's, it's so sad now with birth control, you know, you can work with clients and, um, they're on birth control because it's inconvenient for them to bleed, you know, and they, they bleed every, you know, three months or six months. Or and there's some
1: people that only bleed once a year. My partner was trying to suggest that. He's like, oh, I know some people that, you know, get their period once a year. I was like, I want my period oh. to come every month. Like, I need that release almost.
2: Oh, yeah, and that's the thing is it's a release because we get to let go. And, you know, our, our periods, our moon, whatever we want to call it, is an amazing barometer for our health. Because if we are cycling, if we are having our period, if we're at that stage of our life, then we're healthy. You know, our body just really wants us to be fertile. That's what our body just knows. It's like, are you fertile or you're not fertile, right? And so a fertile woman, whether she chooses to have a child or not, is a healthy woman. So us like covering that up with birth control and having a period for only once a year, it's like it's completely shutting a woman off through that ebb and flow of that outward and that inward, and that's so important because we're not a robot, we are not just like the same all the time. So, yeah,
1: I am not robot, <laughs> I am woman. Um, what so <clears throat> there are four phases of the mm-hmm. menstrual cycle, correct? Um, and because I've one of my friends touched on this, and I think it's beautiful. Can you go over those in more detail? Yeah, they're like seasonal, I believe.
2: Yeah, so on the science side of it, it's called your FS and your LH, and those are your your first stage and your second stage of your. If you look at it in sort of a Western, you know, medical terms, but those that's really important to know that. In the first stage, days one through 14 is your follicle stimulating stage. And the second days, 14 through 28 around then is your luteinizing stage. And that essentially is like what's going on with your hormones and that's really important to know because there's spikes and there's dips and that's why we feel great and then we feel shitty. And so um, there's that. But in a different aspect, we go through four stages and one stage is menstruation of when we're bleeding. The second stage is ovulation, and um, essentially that's you know from if you're looking at the aspect of the moon because we follow the moon. We also have the new moon lining up with menstruation, and then we have the full moon lining up with ovulation, and then the third stage, which is often called the PMS stage, is also the you know and then we have the crescent moons in that, and that's the the third stage. And I mean, there's really no other way to say it is that it's th- that's our PMS stage. And then finally we come back around to our menstruation and we do follow the season. So menstruation being dark inward, new moon, that's winter. And then we kind of go through the season. So you go to spring and summer and fall. So right now we are winter, right? We're in that stage. So as a woman thinking about that, you know, for you, April, you're PMSing right now. So you are in that sort of like fall winter stage. And so Mm -hmm. the moon, you know, we have a crescent moon and a waxing moon and a a waning moon. So that's your waning moon time as well. So Mm -hmm. it's easier when you look at it a chart, but seasonally, that's also just amazing that as women, we cycle with the seasons as well. So you know we're we're inward and we're outward we when we feel amazing it's like spring and when we're ovulating when we have you know really high libido, <laughs> it's summer right we're we're on like our you know our breasts are full our booty look we look good like our bodies hormonally when we're ovulating it's because we're attracting our mate right so it's like we know, it's like when you're getting ready in the morning and you're ovulating, you're like, I look good, right? Mm. You you got it going on. And that's really because of what's going on, you know, hormonally in your body. And if you, yeah, if you link that also, that's like summer. So you're like wearing your short skirts and hey. you feel good. Yeah. I heard
0: actually statistically, you're more likely to uh, mm-hmm. cheat when you're ovulating than when you're not ovulating as well, just because of the hormones, of course, that are yeah. going in your body. And you're actually, I think you're also more likely to wait no that's birth control
1: never mind wrong one when i feel like when i'm I'm on my period and i don't know if
0: this is statistically
1: but this is for me (laughs) i feel like those dudes can smell it on me like (laughs) i get like hit on more i'm like what's happening oh when you're bleeding when
2: i'm bleeding i'm like like a dog in heat yeah (laughs) well it's it's interesting because you know we have hormones estrogen and progestion those are predominant hormones running through our cycle and so the estrogen is like are female hormones. So it's like, gives us boobs, gives us a butt, but it's also like the more outward one, one, whereas progesterone is more of like the calming and in a really good, um, uh, analogy for that. It's like Ginger and Fred Astaire, the dancer. So we need like Fred Astaire to, to lead Ginger around. So we need those two to sort of like be in really good balance. And so, when you're bleeding, we're at a really, actually, really low point of our hormones. That's when our hormones are the lowest. It's not like we're depleted, but that's when our estrogen and our progesterone is at our lowest. But literally, the day you start bleeding, as you start to climb up that chart again, day one, day two, day three, your estrogen is rising. So when our estrogen's rising, Yeah. Like people can tell because the estrogen is like the outward sort of phase of it. So that's why when it's peaking ovulation, we're like all over the place. Cause people can also tell, you know, I can tell with women, I observe women all the time. I can tell when like, I don't necessarily know, but I can tell it's probably happening when a woman walks into a room when she's ovulating because she's just confident and she's just got it going on. Like she, and she feels it, you know, and that And that is what I want women to understand is like knowing about your cycle is also really important for you as a woman to feel like confidence and not to feel shame and to, to know, you know, to, to be able to, you know, walk your walk through your cycle and in taking responsibility for like, this is my outward time and Hey, this is also my inward time and it's okay.
0: Yeah. That's when I like for myself, when I have those moments of feeling really introverted, which was not just moments, not like a five second introversion moment. It's more of I'll have days or, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of days. And um, I, th- I would imagine that if I paid more attention to where I was in my cycle instead of being like, I, I should be outward. I should mm-hmm. be. And, and lately I've been really good at nurturing that part of myself. I'm this is I like you're saying with the seasons. When it gets cold, I'm just kind of a hermit. Mm-hmm. I have less desire to be out and about. I want to be home and cozy and in my onesie and <laughs> making, you know, cooking or baking or something like that. And then like you're saying, when it's summer, I want to be out and more active. Mm-hmm. And even within those times, I have phases where I'll have more introverted phases that are probably very much related to my hormones. And mm-hmm. I don't give my hormones the time or credit that I, sh- that I should or that I'd like to. Mm hmm feeling like the bulk of the winter
1: weight and the period <laughs> weight right now. I'm like, oh, yeah. You look, you look fucking great. Chip <laughs> Chip. The winter <laughs> weight. <laughs> Packing all the winter pounds. Um, so what are some ways we can support our bodies like through these stages yeah. um, mm-hmm. of the menstrual cycle? Because mm-hmm. I know there's got to be a, a lot of different things that we can do.
2: Yeah, there's a lot. The, the first thing is, is tracking your cycle, like knowing where you're at. So knowing that day one, which a lot of women don't know this, the first day of your cycle is day one of your cycle. So I mean, the first day that you bleed is day one. And so just track it, you know, count how many days it takes for you to bleed again. And then, you know, going over those different seasons or those different times. So, you know, hey, I you know, went past day 14, 15, I'm starting to go more towards my inward time. And so there's certain things that you can do to take care of yourself. So on a very like surface level, food, hundred percent, this is a big part of what I do with women, but food, like making sure that we're eating enough and we're eating properly. So I would say, You know, it's hard for me to say in like what are the top things, but fat is so important for like healthy fat. Healthy fat. Like you know Ghee and avocado and Ghee avocado coconut oil. And the reason why is our hormones are made from fat. Like if we don't have enough fat going on, the right types of fat, then our hormones can't be made. It's sort of like the the like raw material for the switchboard for the communication to occur. So healthy fats. So, you know, a lot of times when people are, you know, eating out and all of that, you're not getting healthy ha- fats. You're getting a lot of soy oil and stuff like that. Making sure you're getting enough vegetables, especially something called brassica vegetables, which are cauliflower, cabbage, broccoli. So that helps us really detoxify um, our hormones specifically.
1: Helps you get the gas out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, gets, if it makes you have gas, then, you know, don't eat them. But Damn it. I love those
1: foods. But well, it happens.
2: yeah, well, maybe deal with the gas them, but <laughs> you could <can> take some <laughs> digestive enzymes. But they specifically really, really help. They, there's something called dim in them. And it specifically helps detoxify estrogen, which I just think it's amazing. Wow. You know, there's there's foods for women. And then, of course, greens and then protein is so important for women like I always get in trouble saying this, but if you're a vegetarian or vegan, I really want you to be on top of your game because protein is so important for the menstrual cycle specifically and for the hormones. So making sure you're getting some really good high quality protein in there, sustainable, organic. And then, you know, there's also really like some really important nutrients. I would say magnesium is my Mm. top favorite nutrient. Isn't that why we crave chocolate? Yes. Right. I've heard this before. Yeah. So so that's a great thing about really good dark chocolate. Like making sure you're eating chocolate that's 70% or even 90%. Dark chocolate has a lot of magnesium and not a lot of sugar, though. So that's definitely one thing that you could do is not eat a lot of sugar. That paleo chocolate. Have you had that? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. I'm Wait, oh, I'm obsessed. Oh my god. What's it called? It's the... um, it's
1: called like H- M- Mama's honey, honey. Oh, Mama's honey. Oh, the, Mama's yeah. honey. I think it's Mama's honey yeah, from Portland. So, yeah. It's, it's so in the refrigerated good. section. It's yes. like sprouted almonds. That is like my guilty
2: I know. pleasure. If I, get, I c- if I get, I eat the whole thing. Me too, and then I yes. get a stomach ache. Yes. But I'm
1: like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally. Um. So you're basically giving people, well, women, the permission to eat tons of butter. And chocolate
2: yeah, saying yeah. it's okay. Well, that's another thing. Clarified I butter. mean, women think that, I mean, it's just all part of shame here. Like, you know, women think that being healthy is being thin. And it's like, no, being healthy means being strong. And being strong for a woman is taking care of your body. And taking care of your body means taking care of your hormones. Because hormones our hormones really like, lead, like rule our lives. They really do. And as we get older, here's a fun fact that a lot of women don't know. So from the age of 30, starting at the age of 35, we lose like a quarter percent of our progesterone. And progesterone, we totally want around because it counteracts estrogen. And estrogen dominance is raging PMS, bitchiness, mood problems, sleep problems. So the 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 point here is as we get older as women you know what we were doing in our 20s like <clears throat> you know staying up all night drinking a lot not taking care of ourselves all of that it really starts to catch up with you and you really need to really start dialing it in and making sure you're enough sleep and making sure you're eating well and all of that but i just love that fact because i think that it's also just sending us more down the path of becoming well and wise women. You know, as we get older, you have to really learn how to become a woman and, and take care of yourself. So after the age of 35, and that's where a, a lot of women that come with me with, client, with clients, they're at that age. I'm always like, how old are you? And they're like, I've just been seeing this for the past few years. And I'm like, yeah, well, maybe because, you know, all the habits that you were doing before are not good for you I'm now.
1: 35.
2: so there. <laughs> Shit!
1: Ah, yeah. well, we just so become,
2: we become more sensitive, really. So I guess can you use like? What can I do? No, you know, the thing is, is you know what you need to do, and that's intuition for a woman. Right? And that is so that is so have powerful. you on the podcast?
1: That's what that was a calling. <laughs> that was my dream.
2: Right? Totally. Yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm here because of your intuition, but women know what they need to do. Like they know. That like <clears throat> they can't sleep, and in the back of their head they're like probably because I've been drinking too much wine or eating too much sugar, you know, or probably because I'm not happy in this relationship. You know, it's like it's the surface things, and then it's the deeper things. And and so, you know, back to your question, what what can women do? There's so many things that that women can do, but listening to your body because our our cycle, our menstrual cycle, our hormones are going to get our attention any way that it and they can't no matter what and we can either listen or we can't and when we don't listen we're bitchy and we don't feel comfortable in our bodies and we don't have libido and all that so it's it's also really just tuning in and listening and in being you know getting on that 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 cyclical pattern of of what we are anyways of just living in a cycle.
1: Do you um n- sort of on topic because I'm just curious? I used to buy those progesterone um, they're like it's cream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that a good replacement? Uh, you can get it from the health food store. It's like um, I, I, it's natural natural food store. Is that a good thing to help with? It,
2: yeah, it can. I I test with my clients, so I I don't recommend um. So that would be like bioidentical, even it's from Wild DM. I don't recommend women just sort of like self-medicating with that. There's mm-hmm. other things that you can do. Like if you came to me and, you know, felt like you had really bad PMS symptoms, we could either test or we can start with like, let's look at your diet first. And then I like to go <clears throat> with herbs. Vitex is an amazing herb that increases progesterone mm-hmm. and then probably go to bioidentical. Like I'm 41 years old. I'm on bioidentical progesterone. It's amazing. That's what's working for me now. But I used to be on Vitex. It just kind of like wasn't strong enough.
1: That's Um, herbs. Those are all herbs.
2: It's all herbs. Bioidentical is different from birth control or hormone replacement therapy. Those are synthetic hormones that our body's like, what the hell is this? And so it has side effects, whereas bioidentical is literally like the same molecule as, as our hormones. So they're great. So progesterone cream is great, but you have to know the right way to use it. Like, you know, you have to use it from the midpoint of your cycle, to when you're bleeding, and sometimes it can make women feel crazier. So I wouldn't just dive into it, is always my recommendation. Because my
1: PMS has been pretty bad, (laughs) but (laughs) just saying. (laughs) (laughs) To the point where my partner's like, oh my God, would
2: you bleed already?
1: I'm like, I can't help it.
2: Well, okay. Well, April, I know you're a really busy woman. The biggest thing that affects women's hormones is stress. And that's not just like stress with I you know, traffic and you know my job, it's every kind of stress. or it could be an internal stress. like gut health is an internal stress, nutrient deficiencies, but also like what you're doing in your life because stress specifically affects our hormones because our body says, shit, this girl's under stress. I'm not going to take care of her hormones. Why should I? She's running away from a tiger. And so what that does, it's it's called the preglenolone or the progesterone steal, is it steals your hormones mm-hmm. and then you have more estrogen dominance and then that's what PMS is. So stress is a huge one. It's actually like the root of almost all hormonal stuff. But you oh. just really have to identify what your stressors are. I just,
1: well, I was just did acupuncture before this and she said i was really stressed and i was like but so i feel the release though because i got the acupuncture but uh my car did get hit in the new Leaf parking lot today just saying amy you want to take it from here
2: (laughs)
0: All right, so she's stressed. She's going to take a break right now. Um, so I will take over. Um, I would like to just know more about, um, I, I don't want to know if I want to use like a healthy menstrual cycle, but mm-hmm. what what do you have to say about that? Because I know that's probably really diverse. Mm-hmm. And so what do you have to say about how one would know if they're, um, what to look for would be like considered maybe unhealthy versus healthy, or maybe you have better words that don't sound so black and white.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So in average healthy, it's I feel like it's okay to say healthy, I'm comfortable with that. Um, healthy cycle is where you're bleeding, you know, your cycle length is anywhere from like 25, 26 days to 28 or 30 days, depending on how old you are. So if your cycle is shorter than that, say 22, 23, there's probably some hormonal imbalances going on. If your cycle is longer than that, 31, 32, 33, there's probably some hormonal imbalances going on. So that's one way. And that's why tracking your cycle is really important. To so just know like, okay, if it shifts, like, oh, I've been having 28 day cycles forever. And then now I've been having 35. Then you know, okay, what do I like? Let me look to see what's going on. So that's one way. Also um, looking at our blood. That's why I love the diva cups and these menstrual cups is because you really get to look at your blood. So a healthy, and this isn't always to a T, but this is a really good um, sort of like way to look at this. Is your your healthy cycle is supposed to kind of look like cranberry juice. So crushed up cranberry, your blood. That's what your blood is supposed to look like. So if it looks like crushed up blueberries, you know, that's kind of darker and cloudy, that's a really good indicator that something's going on that's usually estrogen dominance and that's a hormonal imbalance so again that's why I love the cups because you can look at your blood like you can really see like okay there's tons of clots having a bunch of clots in your cycle that happens but a bunch of them where you're bleeding you know for seven eight days and it's all clots that's usually an indicator as well so those are some basic like just in terms of um the the blood but also it is um i hate using the word normal um pms is not quote unquote normal like that is another april you're not normal <laughs> but we already you're knew right. that we already knew that though right <laughs> what's new yeah yeah P, raging pe like it's just another one of those shame things that we've been like put in a corner of like, you're on the rag, like you're PMSing. It's like, no, we just have emotions and we're not just linear where we work in a cyclical pattern. So, but raging PMS is not quote unquote normal. So if you have had just horrible, horrible experiences every time, your period starts to come, then that's a really good indicator, too, that probably there are some hormonal imbalances going on. So that's that's a big one, too, because women just feel like, oh, this is just that's I'm a woman. That's just all it's supposed to be like. I'm a woman and I have PMS and th- that that's what it is. And same for women postpartum when they go through a lot. And same with perimenopause, like it doesn't need to and shouldn't be absolutely debilitating and that's that's a big part of why I do this work too because it's just we just haven't been given this information and haven't been given like it's okay like it's it's okay for you to feel crazy and if you do hey let's look into that as opposed to like well I'm just gonna like deal with it every day and and deal with the fact that I have PMS and then I'm gonna go on birth control and that's gonna completely shut my shut myself off from you know, my internal rhythms. And then that compounds with so many things. And then they get depressed and anxious. And then they go on pharmaceuticals. It's just like, that's just the cycle that we've been in. And that that doesn't need to be like that. So what about cramps? That's an interesting one. So cramps, um, sort of like the science and the spirit of that cramps are i think just yeah they are a part of men- menstrual cycle but i think if you have debilitating cramps again that's uh, that's hormonal imbalances like you know women f- the first day you bleed and you have some cramps that's quote unquote pretty normal or day one or day 2 but if you're you know needing to take painkillers for your for your cramps not just advil or tylenol but actually prescribed painkillers that's not normal. That's, that's probably again, estrogen dominance, or there's probably something deeper going on there, but women usually have more cramps because they're not resting or slowing down. And yeah, we live in a modern day world. That doesn't mean that we're going to go into the red tent and just be like, I'm resting all, all day. But it is so important for women when they're bleeding to again, tracking your cycle to, to know that this is a time of rest and your body's like, hey, I'm going to be bleeding for four or five days. Do you mind if you just rest a little bit? Because cramps are usually worse if we're doing too much. Again, going back to stress, that's just more stress that our, our body doesn't need. So I always like to tell women like, just sort of dial everything down and prepare for it. So if you have a family, let your family know, hey, I'm going to be getting my period. I'm just going to be a little more slower. Or if you're running a business, not to be scheduling things that are crazy, you know, like, you know, you do a lot of shows and stuff. Like if you can avoid it, like not having that big time, just really taking a time to rest because a lot of wisdom also comes when we're bleeding. I mean, I, I always have women telling me and friends like texting me, I had the craziest dream last night when I was bleeding. It's like, on the spirit side of that, there's there's just so much wisdom that comes in when we're bleeding. And in, in other cultures, you know, especially in Native American cultures, women that are bleeding aren't allowed to be sitting in the ceremony. And that's not seen out of shame, but it's because they're seen as having that much more power. And mm-hmm. that's really what I want women to connect with more. That that our period isn't just like, oh God, I could better just like plug this up with a tampon and get over it. But it's actually something where it's like, no, let's just take a moment to rest and take care of ourselves. And I don't know if I coined this, but I love it. I like to say instead of PMS, practice more self-care. So like when you've reached that point in your cycle. That's what PMS stands for now. I love that. Yes, practice, yeah. I haven't found if anyone, I'm like, wait, did I coin that? I may have, but... Hashtag that, PMS. Hashtag practice more self-care. So, yeah. I try to do self-care Sunday, where I just... I,
1: because and I didn't coin that either, but um, we should coin both of those things because there's just one day a week Sunday. where yeah. you just can take care of yourself because right. I'm running all the time. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: MBMS just has so much stigma around it like that hysterical woman. Oh my God. And really, it's just a time to uh, take care of the self more. And it could actually just be a really lovely, nourishing time if we were to embrace it as opposed to shame ourselves or allow other people to shame us. So, yeah. All you 100%. shamers out there, don't be shaming ourselves or yeah. practice more self-care time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the shamers listen to this podcast if you know one. yeah, Send them our way. <laughs> shamers. <laughs> you shamers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, we talked about this a little bit, but I also read, and I think it's so brilliant, that... Um, Women before electricity mm-hmm. ovulated with the moon. And we and we we talked about that a little bit, but um is there a, a direct path to get to, to do that again? Or to, um to
2: get to ovulate with the moon.
1: Yes. Besides well, getting off birth control is the first step, obviously.
2: Yeah. So it, it is We as women do not follow the moon cycle. Some of us do. We don't follow it as much as we used to because of electricity. Like, so, you know, where am I? I'm at my cycle. I am, you know, I just passed ovulation. I wasn't, you know, I guess this month I was, I was ovulating with the moon, But you're, you know, you're PMSing. It's not that time. The reason why is because we have so much outside light coming on. You know, we have so much technology. We have, you know, our computers and everything. And that literally affects our bodies and our hormones. Because when we're ovulating, when our body's detecting any sort of outside light, which in this modern day age, it's always happening. We're sitting, you know, at 11 p.m. We have our computer screen in front of us we're altering this hormonal communication. Like our our body has this hormonal communication that's not just with our hormones, but is with our adrenals and our gut and our thyroid and all that. So it affects when we're ovulating. So women that want to ovulate with the full moon, to get back to that, there is, and we did talk about this, you mentioned a little bit, luniception. There is this idea, and I, I I, haven't researched it that much, but this idea that when the full moon is happening, to go outside and just be with, the, to have that light for about five minutes, like completely, or to sleep with a, um, like a small amount of light next to you, like a small, like a small nightlight or something next to you when Um, it's that time of the month for you to ovulate. That's the strongest way for you to ovulate back with the full moon, but then only do that for about two or two to three days because we don't want that external light. Like if you were going to use a nightlight or something, you don't want that light constantly because then it's going to completely mess up with your cycles. And that is one thing that I always tell women for sleep and for balancing your hormones is making sure you sleep in the dark, except for that time if if women are practicing that. But it's really important for women to, to completely sleep in the dark, not with your computer screen, mm-hmm. shutting off electronics like an hour before you go to bed, like making sure there's no outside light, but that's really important to balance your hormones. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah I actually I didn't know that. I thought that was mostly just important for melatonin production so that we didn't for our sleep cycles but I didn't actually and I'm sure that sleep cycles are then of course related to hormones too but yeah. I didn't think about it that in that sense.
2: Well melatonin is directly related to like our our menstrual cycle as well. You um. know so for having less melatonin has a lot to do with our thyroid. Thyroid has a lot to do with our, you know, our estrogen progesterone. It's all, that's sort of the model of like functional medicine, which I, I work with women in that way too, of every single thing is connected in our body. Like if we have a gut infection, that's going to affect our hormones. If we have a thyroid conf- infection or um, imbalance that's affecting our hormones, it's all adrenals. Like if we're too stressed out, like this, this happened to me, like, my com- hormones went haywire to when well, maybe it was like three years ago and I was at this age of approaching 40 and I was in a relationship that was just like crazy and I was like working and traveling up two hours away and I was just under so much stress and my my cycle completely went wacky I was having like short cycles alongside I had like so much anxiety and it had a lot to do with my adrenals because our adrenals are a major thing that impacts um, the level of happy hormones. So,
1: and we talked about this before we started recording, but the menstrual cycle, your menstrual cycle being menstrual cycle being your fifth vital sign, so it's like a, yeah. a great indicator of your general health.
2: Yes, definitely. Yeah. So it's like sort of everything we've been talking about you know, everything from the color of your blood to how raging is your PMS to, um, you know, how horny are you? Like being horny and wanting to have sex is like your hormones are, are happy, you know? And a lot of women that go through perimenopause and menopause that get to that spot where libido really affects them, that's some hormonal imbalance, but it also affects women, you know, that are on birth control. that are like in their 20s and 30s, but really... You know, making sh- make paying attention to your body again, listening to your body. So paying attention to everything that your body is telling you and our, our menstrual cycle in our hormones are just like it's a blueprint for women. And it, it's yeah, it's a blueprint, not like a shaming thing that we just have to, like, put into the corner.
0: I love
1: that shame free about my period. Um, so when you work with a new client, someone comes to you, someone say, someone's listening. I actually, you might have a new client right <laughs> here, Aaron. Um, what techniques uh, do you use? I mean, you've talked about a little about them, but can mm-hmm. you kind of elaborate on what you, you know, yeah. what the process is?
2: So I essentially have a conversation with them of like, Hey, what's up? Cause everyone's, every woman's coming to me for something different. Like I have anxiety or my, I have horrible cramps or whatever it may be. Really bad PMS, Um, so then from there I send them a really detailed questionnaire, which is like some stuff that maybe women have never answered. It's all around their cycle and them being like, Oh, I've never thought about that. And then from there, I usually do some testing. So I do saliva testing. And so that's again, testing adrenals and cortisol and testing estrogen and progesterone. I don't always, but a lot of the times I do, because it's it just gives definitely gives a better picture instead of guessing it's just giving a better picture of what's going on unless it's something so obvious that's going on with the woman i also have her do a 5 to 7 day food journal to see what she is or isn't eating or like is she skipping breakfast all the time is she living off of coffee you know all <laughs> Oh, April. <laughs> well, I, I I've done a Facebook Live on coffee and hormones, so maybe maybe you want to watch that. It's yep. it you, women don't have to completely be coffee free, but coffee specifically affects a woman's hormone. It affects the way that we detoxify our um, hormones, and so this isn't
0: just caffeine, coffee.
2: Coffee specifically, I am not a I basically if you're waking up in the morning and the only way you're getting up is because of caffeine, that's a sign that you need to chill out on the caffeine. Ooh girl so I have plenty of energy.
1: I just like the taste of coffee.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> I like the two huge
1: pints of it. Decaf, girl. Go decaf. Yeah.
2: Decaf or there's some oh my god, there's so many yummy like elixirs. I like things. mate. Yeah. Tacino. Tacino. I mean, oh, yeah, ticino. The that that tastes yeah. like coffee. Yeah. yeah. What
0: is I'll make it for you sometime. Yeah. We should be sponsored by Tachino, I think.
2: <laughs> and wine, yeah. There's wine, an amazing. Is wine bad for your period? Well, wine actually increases estrogen, <laughs> so Shit. it that's, yeah, I know you can't do anything, but it, it's all in moderation. It's all in moderation. You damn know, it, with moderation. Yeah, damn it! it <laughs> I know. Moder even moder. What do they say? Moderation, even moderation, and moderate. What does that say? Even I'm moder. Like, yeah. yeah. Moderation
0: and yeah. moderation. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It, it's. I mean, I think that the moral of the story, I mean, I'm not saying that you're done here because you have so much more to share, but it really is listening to the body. Yeah. So you're saying pay attention to the thing. If it's hard for you to get out of bed in the morning until you have this big cup of something, that's something to look at. Yes. If, you're, you're, if your body, if you're exhausted, to pay attention to that and nourish that or see what else that your body might need that you're not giving it. And we just, like like you're saying, this fast-paced life, we just neglect it. And and. Yeah. And surpass all the you know all of the signs.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, how we how I work with women. So yeah, we do that. The food journal is always like a big like okay, yeah, looking at how much caffeine or sugar. Sugar is a huge one. Are someone addicted to sugar? And those those two usually go hand in hand. Women that drink a lot of caffeine or coffee usually are also addicted to sugar. And then I like to educate women about their cycle and how to track their cycle and paying attention to them and then teaching them about, you know, there's even archetypes I like to teach women about of like embrace this archetype in the first part of your cycle, which is like your get shit done archetype. And then when you're ovulating, it's like you're, you know, suck sexy archetype. And then when you're in your PMS, it's a little bit more of like the witchy ar- archetype, but it's also really the wise woman archetype because there's so much there's so much wisdom in there. And then when we're bleeding the same, I mean, they say that the archetype when we're bleeding is like the archetype of a shaman, because we've gone through that whole cycle and we've learned so much of like what's serving and unserving. So I like to really get into that. um, Just give women that lens that most women are like, I had no idea because most women don't like most women are like, all I knew was that I had PMS and that I bled and I'm supposed to put a tampon in as opposed to just being like, yeah. Okay. There are some different aspects around this. So that's essentially how I work with women. It's really different with that's the the blueprint of it. Um, but I, I just sort of like touch base with every woman and who she is and sort of like go from there and pull from pull from that.
0: I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, shit. We fixed it. <laughs> I'm trying to do a question while recording it because I want to put this on Instagram. Will you record me asking this question? Because this is really important. Okay. Um, okay so if you are um, listening to this and you have a partner that you want to learn, maybe you have. Hopefully, you have answers to this because I haven't checked in okay. yet. If oh, you have a butt shot of you and I behind you too. Ah, there we are, looking good. All okay, right. So the question is, if um. So if you listen to this and you either uh, how how can partners support their women and partners of all genders support their women uh, in their menstrual phase. They're all mm-hmm. the cycles. I, and I've seen videos of this online before um, with m- men speaking out, but this is how I support my partners, how mm-hmm. I support my women. But what advice would you have? And I know that there's a lot of shame, but do you have any any tips on being a better support system for women w- w- You know, for as a partner? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, the first thing I think is for the woman to take responsibility and say, hey, this is what my menstrual cycle looks like, and this is when the hard time is. So letting your partner know, like, this, I'm going to be PMSing this week, possibly, or I'm entering this stage of my cycle. And so for your partner, whether it's a man or or a woman, being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, being... I went through this, and I'm not in a relationship right now. Well, it's complicated. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, we we got into it one time because... um, he was like, why don't you smile? And I was like, what are you talking about? I was PMSing and I was like, I don't, I don't want to smile, you know? And my rage came out of just like, what? why the hell do you think that I need to smile? Why? Because I'm like a circus show for you and it really <laughs> upset me because, because it, he wasn't supportive of just like, this is where I am right now. I'm not always gonna be happy, outward, you know, bubbly, glittery all the time. And for for partners to really understand that women go through ebbs and flows and and they're all serving and they're all beautiful and just to really... Just to really know and for the partners, man or woman, to take responsibility that if it's uncomfortable for you that your woman isn't smiling as much or isn't as outward, that's your shit, right? Mm, (laughs) That's your shit. That's not her shit. And to be supportive and to know that if she needs solitude time, which is so important for women to do, especially around PMS, that you know that doesn't mean that she's not connected to you or she doesn't love you but that's what she needs and and also like give some good foot rubs Mm -hmm. yeah nurturing go in nurture mode yeah go Mm -hmm. in nurture mode so there's so many things and
0: um, I, I just to say, I've i had no people that actually share calendars with their partners so their partners on, yeah. on the apps their um, their cycle apps that let them know when they're bleeding and when they're in each cycle and I would say that if partners even educated themselves on these different phases on what the energy is like and how it shifts mm-hmm. and noticed that with their partner and then paid attention to when the cycle was changing and then the energy and then showed up in that way yes. of course you don't have to like drop everything but you know, if you're seeing your partner feeling depleted how can you show up for them
2: yes yeah exactly and you know and also I I think you know also when it comes to sex like there are times uh, in part of your cycle where you want to make love and then there's part t- times when you just want to fuck you mm-hmm. know and and that that can also be like the amazing part of learning about the woman in her cycle when it comes to, like, sex and intimacy is learning that she wants different things at different times. And a lot of the times it has to do with hormones, you know? it's Didn't even
0: think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I There's been times with, with myself, with my partner, because I, I like to play with a lot of dominance and submission, and I also like some really slow, soft, mm-hmm. sensual um intimacy and there's times when we go into the dominant submission thing I'll get like a spanking mm-hmm. and I'll be like ah! and it'll just totally derail me and I'm like I'm usually this is usually something I'm into and I didn't even think about that there are certain times where I'm just wanting more lightness love, love and baking. love yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then other
2: times you're like spank me, yeah I please. want that give it to me harder yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so there's there's so many aspects and I really just think like for partners is just to like, just to be real with each other and just also just to know that yes, we are women and we are cycling every month. We are bleeding every month and we are not dying. We cycle with the moon. So it's like, yes, we are complicated, beautiful, not linear women. And that's like really just just what partners need to know. We're circular. We're circular, yes. <laughs> like
1: an hourglass.
2: <laughs> Wait, that's not circular. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh god, her hormones are
1: way up. Yes. Is there
2: anything about being a little dumb when you're actually that? Yes, oh, okay. perfect. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the first part of our cycle, we you know, along with estrogen, progesterone, we also get like a really the first part. So days one to fourteen, we get a little spike of testosterone, and testosterone is what we know is like the masculine hormone. And that like spikes our cognition totally. So that, you know, when you're running a business and stuff, you know, doing podcasts, that is the time to be like, I'm gonna speak or do podcasts and you're on it. Wait, the, which phase is this? This is the first phase. Okay, so after is- you bleed. Yeah. And that t- testosterone also makes it so we can like, you know, work out harder and we're just more outward. It's just like a man, you know, they're like full of that testosterone. It's like linear. But that drops. It's It's gone after the first stage. It's not completely gone, but we don't get that spike. And then and then our, our hormones start to decline as we bleed. And that decline and not having that testosterone is, is what makes us not be so much in our mental and our cognition, but more into our body. So we're feeling more into our body. We're PMSing. Our, our boobs are sore. We're just feeling more. Everything is more emotional. We're picking fights with our partners more, all of that. And that's all related to, you know, the hormones. But, yeah, cognition. I know that when I'm PMSing, I'm so glad I'm not doing this podcast now, but I would be like, oh, what's the what's that word I'm trying to get, you know? And totally. I when you start to recognize that, you're like, oh, okay, it's just because this is at the stage. And be okay with it and not be like, fucking that, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: embrace it. I like yeah. that. Um, so if people want to reach you, Aaron, what's the best way? What are the ways that um, they can find you?
2: So there's my website, wellandwisewoman.com. I'm also really active on Instagram. I do tons of information there. Just, you know, these days, it's just the way to go. It's, it's just,
1: wellandwisewoman on Instagram? Yep,
2: wellandwisewoman and on Instagram. And that's one and and so well and it's woman, woman, one one woman, and then on Facebook as well, they can find me there. I do tons of Facebook lives on different topics, from coffee to going over the cycles, like kind of just whatever I feel like doing. But those have been really re- well received. I kind of just started doing them, seeing that Facebook lives. And you're Aaron kind of Fisher my...
1: on in, on Facebook as yeah, well. That's, well, that's my personal page. Okay. Yeah, you
2: can pop, you can like me on my business page, Well and Wise Woman, and then my personal page. I always share both of them. So, yeah, we'll give you all ways. the
1: thumbs, Okay, great. all of them and any of the places you want them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, awesome. Amy, anything you want to ask? Last words for Aaron? I don't think so.
0: This was really this was just so much of what you're sharing. I feel like should be common knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I know but, but I'm not I'm not sh- like shooting the general public but I, like for myself I'm just amazed that I not even, I'm not putting these these pieces together some of the things that you're sharing of course that's why this is like this and this is like this because I am one of the many that thinks that I should be one way all the time. Mm-hmm. And and when I'm not I don't spend enough time questioning that so this has been really really insightful and I love um, that, that you, the, the takeaway message that, that people can leave you with is to really, uh, to really tend to the body, pay attention to the mm-hmm. body, the body's wisdom and, um, to not shame one's self or another being for the shifts that may come with it. And that there is help and assistance and knowledge out there and resources. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to all of our listeners who are listening to this, I'm sure you all learned some really, really amazing things here. And, um, yeah, I think it's spread spread the knowledge because this this is what gets the shame out or gets rid of the shame or helps to decrease mm-hmm. it is this knowledge of, um, how all of this works, and I think that is really important information. So thank you so much for sharing. This is so thank amazing.
1: you, Erin. You're amazing. Thank I you. love you. Love you.
0: Wee. Thanks for having me. You guys are awesome. Yeah, we're fun. Now we'll give you free sex toys.
1: Okay, awesome. Yay. And menstrual
2: cups. <laughs> all right, and menstrual cups.
0: you gonna take us out.
1: I will. <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening. Remember, if you have a minute, take a minute of your day and write us a review on iTunes. We love reviews, and we love you, our listeners. Um, also check out our website shamelesssex.com and if you have questions you can always write us at shamelesssexpodcast at gmail.com follow us on Instagram hey shamelesssexpodcast and big hug to you kisses and ciao for now don't
0: forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more and for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.